And gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Zero Lift. We're here with Ryan, Lenny. What's up, people? And John. Muchos besos y brazos para ti. This, I don't know what you just said. This week we're uh, talking about a car <laughs> company and some cars you've probably never heard of. Uh, it does look like the French F40. Real. That's really what and, it is. And uh, Lenny picks a car probably halfway through this episode because... He gave us the pre-game hint, and uh, John nailed it out the gate. So at some point, Lenny will come up with a car that we'll be guessing for 20 Just, questions. And I, I got to say, like, really, that hint was super vague. I literally said it travels all the land. Like, it's it's every car ever made, and John somehow got it. Yeah, but all the land kind of narrows it down to, like, dropping, a land rover. <laughs> dropping those nukes, bro. What can I say? You know, when you, it's Already hard work. It's game. hard work being this good. It's hard work. Now, that's what we're talking about uh, on this episode. This is the last episode of 2021, Woo! Uh, which is pretty exciting. Woo! I think this is episode 21 or 22 for us, so almost right on the money. Um, going yeah, into yeah. the new year, just the way we keep it here. We keep it pinned, zero lift style. So that's what we're going to talk about t- today. Let's get into what we've done this week. John, you want to lead us off? What have you been up to? Oh, man. So... In the most unholy <clears throat> pairing ever, my <laughs> friends, one of them being Lenny, uh, talked me into getting Forza Horizon to work on the sim motion rig. Oh, my. And, oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> oh my. Over, the, over the three or four days that I kind of fucked off on Christmas break. I basically did nothing but played Forza Horizon online with uh, Ken and Lenny. And it doesn't have VR though, does it? No, I have a, I have a monitor mounted. Um, so I just use that. Look, I have so many problems with that game, but it's actually super, super fun. And it, we've been having a bunch of fun on it. Oh, it's, it, yeah, bunch yeah, of fun. yeah, but it's perfectly suited to a, techno loser nerd like myself with like ocd because i'll be like i'm gonna build a rally car and you go like buy a rally car and you put all this crazy stuff into it and it makes a thousand horsepower and then you're like this thing handles like shit and then you spend half an hour tweaking it and then you make it drive real good and then you're like sweet well time to go get a ferrari and uh that's that's <laughs> Rinse and repeat. Yeah, you, yeah yeah you build it you tune it you mob around for a little bit and then you go buy another car yeah but it's like I, the perfect fantasy if you had tons of money. I think yeah, and Forza looks more fun fun style than the the games that I've been playing. But yeah, well, Hira- Motorsport is very in line with like Gran Turismo, so mm-hmm. it's a little yeah, bit. Forza more, Motorsport is is more of a sim racer. Yeah, it's it's as far as console based you know racing games go. It's a well, they just finally got good uh, handling in the game because they didn't really have good control comparative in the early forces if i recall comparative to like gt right um it's as, as, physics, as someone who's played physics engine it was not on par with gt oh yeah i would i would admit that yes but there was nothing wrong with the physics engines that forza was using yeah uh, I, th- I thought the handling mechanics you know since the early forza games have been pretty good and, and they've uh advanced with the times and the tech so yeah you know i think you it's got... been on par you know, on the continuum, you've got hard. I'm biased sims. though, right? So I'm an Xbox guy. So <laughs> yeah. Now on the continuum, you've got like hardcore sims, like a set of Corsa, right? And then if you walk that back one notch, you've got like dirt rally, 
which is not quite as hardcore as a set of Corsa, but still pretty hardcore. And then I would say a game like GT is maybe a step or two back from Dirt Rally, and then Forza is probably Motorsports, probably a step back from that. And then once you get to Horizon, mm-hmm. it turns into pretty arcade. Um, it's a little arcadey, yeah. Yeah, uh, not a little. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's good. It looks fun. It looks fun. It looks way it's more fun, fun game. Dude, than the, any of the others I played. Hey, the most fun is building the most fuckboy drift car <laughs> you can possibly build. I bought. Oh, Ken. Ken put me on uh, a nice drift tune. Just to end trajectory there, but that's it. Go ahead. No, I, I bought a Mercedes 190E and painted it camo with a blue hood and pink wheels. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And then you do an engine swap and put a big turbo on it, and it's making like a thousand horsepower. And I've got the suspension and everything set up to where, like, if I touch the brakes or turn the steering wheel, it just immediately goes sideways. And uh, wow, it's so much fun to just rip fat drifts up and down. There's a little mountain we just call the Toge Run that that's just switchbacks back and forth. Sick, sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I built a Toyota Soar yesterday. Then I stuffed a four rotor rotary motor in it. You can put a rotary in a Soar. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, that's a a Lexus CX three hundred. I think uh, for you, Ryan. That's you or anybody or listening to the in X, the U.S. market. Isn't it SC Lexus? Oh uh, yeah, SC three hundred. Sorry. Yeah. Excuse my French. Yeah, that's a Soar. So. Cars like that, cars like the Soar and the uh, like a Cressida. It's a car. Uh, I just stuffed a, a huge, nice rotary in it. Revs to to twelve thousand RPM. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> but so cars like cars, those aren't really enthusiast cars in the American market, but in the Japanese market, they have different names, but it's the same car. So it's like the Cressida, yeah. the Soar, stuff like that. They are huge in the drift scene. I think so. You guys yeah. are basically just using Forza to drift, um, uh, amongst other things. We mix it up, but okay. I have okay. found that doing fuckboy drift stuff is probably the most fun way to spend time cool. in that game. That's um, cool. Yeah, I built a bunch of track cars. I mean, that's just me, though. Yeah, no, I definitely have a bunch of track. I think my favorite's the Lambo GTR, the the okay. Lamborghini Diablo GTR. That thing is. I kept it rear wheel drive. It didn't make it all wheel drive. It makes like a thousand horsepower, and it's. It'll bite you, but it's extremely rewarding to drive. It's very fast. Um, that's probably. I was driving. Favorite. I drive a Lamborghini in the past couple of days. Um, nice. Yeah, and then other than that, I uh, have my Ducati halfway ripped apart, putting in a lightweight flywheel. Some parts in this is IRL, by the way, people. This yeah, no, IRL. this is real life. This is real life. Uh, I'm putting a lightweight flywheel on the Ducati. I've got some shifting improvements that are going to go in the gearbox. I'm putting cool. a shorter geared sprocket set, so it's like the same as making your rear end ratio taller, or I guess shorter but higher number. Uh, and uh, a slipper clutch, which is something that doesn't exist in the car world, but. It's where so, bikes. Yeah, so a slipper clutch is where if you downshift, it basically makes a clutch kick impossible. Um, hmm. It's where if you downshift real aggressive and don't rev match and you just dump the clutch, instead of making the rear tire skip and like start to drift, the clutch will disengage from the crank and just go, Wee! and uh, it doesn't upset the rear tire at all. 
So it's like a race. That's cool. thing. Yeah. So you can like break into a corner and just like bang down three gears, slam the clutch out, and the bike just doesn't give a shit, and then you turn in. So it's it's a lot of thick turn into the rev match. Then that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Or if you that's the way to do it, you know, if you get task saturated and you botch a downshift, it doesn't cause the bike to high side you and throw you off. It just um, word. So that's what's um, that's what's going on in my world. How Very are cool. you? Well, let's see. I also have been really busy in the sim world. Uh, on the real life side, nothing too exciting when it comes to cars because, again, I don't really have anything too exciting outside of Rock and Miasty. But I, uh, as I mentioned, was driving the Lamborghini. I found I have a couple actually. Um, I've got a Group Three Huracan. I've got a normal Huracan. I, I've been doing the Lamborghini Cup in GT. Um, but I also. I've been doing Group 1 cars, which are ridiculous. I did uh, uh, 60 laps in a Group 1 car at Le Mans, and uh, <laughs> it's insane. Uh, I'm going 225 down the straights, and uh, I have to like put, put my haptic feedback on F1 levels of dirty because I just need to have it feel like that to actually hit everything properly. Um, so I've been doing a lot of Group 1 and like really fast cars in GT, um, which has been great. Uh, but I've been actually spending a, a lot of my time uh, during the holidays playing Dirt Route 2.0. And, man, I'm just glad. Look, I finally got it dialed in because I have the F1 wheel, so I don't have an actual Ooh. round steering wheel. Ooh. Y- yes, however, so what I had to do is you can adjust where the points are, basically where is the full turnover and where is the 90 degree. And by not having a complete ridiculous rotation to get a full rotation on the car, dialed it in a lot for me um especially on i i really have been enjoying front wheel i can control pretty well all-wheel drive i'm doing all right at uh rear wheel drive i'm still like this is just nuts i don't know what it is about rear wheel drive on on dirt but they just <laughs> squiggly bastards uh, even the slower ones are squiggly bastards um a lot of counter steer but i'm like able to feel counter steer now yep um and it's funny because like going from dirt and like your braking in that is very like tap the brake and like downshift and swing it versus what I basically have traditionally come from, which is racing circuits, which is hit your braking point, stab the shit out of your brakes, a little bit of chill braking, that type of thing. Just wildly different. Um, but I've really been enjoying it because the, the like mental aptitude required to do that game is entirely different. GT's got like kind of like Forza in the sense you got music playing, you're kind of chilling out, you can kind of mess up a little bit, you'll be all right. If you mess up in Rally 2.0 and miss a call, the guy says, you know, six long Titans four, and you don't Titan four, your car's, you're done. You are. <laughs> you're done. I had, I had one where it's like, keep right over a, over a jump, and I accidentally got a little left on it, and uh, lo and behold, I needed to stay right, because when you come down to the left, there's a set of rocks, and <clears throat> uh, ended up blowing out my front left and had to complete two and a half miles on a rally stage with no front left tire, uh, <laughs> which was wild. Well, at least that's realistic. It's great. Um, so I've been enjoying like the A110 <clears throat> has been really good. Um, the 208. Um, I got the Subaru stuff, obviously, because I got the Colin McRae package. Yeah, you got to um, get the 22B. I really enjoyed the R2 so far as the class I've actually enjoyed the most. Um just because they're fast but still controllable because I've gone into, like, R5 stuff and, like, more modern stuff, and they're just totally different beasts. Um, so 
but that's mostly what I've been doing is playing a lot of dirt. Uh, mostly because GT7 is coming out in March. And so, like, I'm still collecting cars and um, building it up because the kids are going to get that game. And so I want to at least have a decent daily list for them to choose from. Right. Um, but GT7 is going to be having all of the stuff where you can actually tweak stuff more. Because, again, I can do drifting in GT, but it's GT7 is going to yeah, blow it out of the water. Probably not the level of, you know, Forza. No, and GT7 will be because it's going to be like here's your garage and pimp it out and take these six pictures, sick pictures, and it's going to be on that par back with GT6 and GT5 where you could really customize more. Sports said mm-hmm. this is for esports. We're going to really make it real minimal, real easy. Uh, they have a thing called BOP or balance of power. So like when you race online, all the stuff's already set up, so everybody's more or less in the same car. Um, right. So it was really designed for esports, whereas GT Seven's back to the roots of like customize the crap out of it, do what you want to it. Pokemon for the car world, which I'm excited <laughs> for. Uh, I'm so hyped, dude. Because like I just want to collect all of the cars. Um, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Got, gotta drive them all. I'm gonna drive every single one of them. Um, so yeah, I've been doing dirt a lot, and then a little bit of F1 again too. So, Lenny, what have you got? You've done a lot more real world stuff. Whereas John and Bob uh, are yeah. in the sim world apparently. Yeah, I've, I, yeah. As John said, uh, been doing a little bit of Forza, but the over the holiday weekend uh, or the holiday week, really, I drove down to San Diego, me and my wife, uh, to visit our friend Ken uh, and his family. Hey-o. Spent a few days there. It was nice. It was for my first time yeah, down in Ken. San Diego. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, it was my fir- our first time in uh, San Diego. Me and my wife, uh, we saw the sights. It was nice. Uh. Definitely freaking great weather, even for the middle of December, right before Christmas. Like uh, it reminded me of Okinawa. I, could, I almost but I almost wish I had some shorts. It was almost short weather. I mean, it's sand dog, good. man. What do you expect? Yeah. I didn't expect it to be like that, though. Um, but did like uh, 1,100 miles there and back. Woo! Uh, I'm pretty proud that I made it from just north of Sacramento to San Diego in seven and a half hours. So... Anybody listening out there, while being safe, Godspeed, try to beat that. <laughs> that's, see, and that's the thing is that, like, for me, from here to the west side of Nebraska is about the same <clears throat> and a time zone change, but uh, you're going through major cities and traffic in California. So, ugh, that's gross. all that. Yeah. You know, I'm not so north, North Cal, but, you know, that's, that's a pretty, I would say 75% of the state that I drove, seven yeah. and a half hours. Yeah. Proud of it. That's still it's, pretty a, good it's a weird thing to be proud of, but I am. I'll admit I, that. I would go. I would. I would have. I live in California. I'd do it north to south, the whole state. Why not? Yeah. I will say though, on the way back, it was not as pleasant. It took me nine and a half hours to do the same same distance, uh, yeah. mostly because people driving on the five don't know how to drive on a two lane highway. Like I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> if you know it i feel like i've said this before on the podcast like if you're drive, if the speed limit is 70 and it's 70 on the on the five 70 um and everybody does 80 on the in the left lane and so i understand that there's truckers on the right lane because they have lane control throughout that entire section from la to sacramento almost i think it's the stockton really um that they have to really be on the right right hand side. And so like you have all these passenger cars and some of them are just just parked there at seventy miles an hour. 
like cruise control and you have to go over like you have to overtake them and that causes more traffic and that causes people playing yeah. games with you because you know everybody's trying to get ahead of each other and all this so then you have the truckers and like it's just just a really not pleasant time i have to say um and i just wish people doing 70 would stick to the right lane like it's cool if you want to do the speed limit that's fine but like some people so wait so would like to be you know just is go it a little four, lane, four lane highway uh yes <laughs> oh man. it's a major interstate through the state i, like, I goes right, right up. yeah yeah i get it it's that's just hilarious to me uh I totally feel your pain on truckers, but yeah, I get it. Like, don't, <laughs> the truckers, don't. the truckers are not even the issue. They, okay. you know, no, no they're. Dude. I learned, I learned long ago not to fuck with truckers, and so and, I don't. Yeah, you don't. Live if, in they, if they, if they, <laughs> if they are courteous enough to put their blinker on, you better freaking yield. That's about well, it. I understand Golden flashing mode. blinkers. I understand flashing hazards of truckers, especially. Oh, at night. by the way, can, can we? Do you guys know if somebody's behind you and then like they do a quick flash or their high beams? What does that typically mean? It means you're safe to pass. That they're gonna if overtake they're... you or that Yes. If they're behind you. And yeah, or overtake. move over. Or move it over. means move over, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. As long yeah, as we I know mean... that quick flash means move over. Not or you're safe to get back. Oh, slower. If a trucker, if it, so if you're, this is what I'm talking about, truckers, because in the Midwest we get a lot too wides. So if the one trucker's passing the other trucker, and then the, the trucker that just got past flashes his hazards, he says it's safe for you to get back in front of me. And then usually, courteously, the guy that just overtakes will flash his hazards, saying, "Hey, thanks for letting me know, buddy." Right. There you go. That I can understand. So what I'm saying is, that, like, <laughs> if I'm coming up behind, if you're doing 70 in a in a two laner. And if we're both in the left lane, and I'm coming up behind you, and I quick flash you, it means move the fuck over. Move over. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> okay. But people ain't going to do I thought that was like a New York thing, because it seems like no one in this state of California knows what I'm doing well, that's when, I, when I do that to people. Yeah, they're oh, they're scared. Uh, it's silly. Although if, if, I, can talk... if I use my highs, I'm, I'm, I'm flashbanging you. Like, I'm not going to flash you once. I'm... <laughs> You're gonna get. I like, usually double tap them, triple tap, and fit. You know, if, <laughs> yeah, if I'm coming up on you and you're not moving, uh, yeah, I'm either gonna. I'm pulling God, the pin. I'm pulling the pin on that baby. It's yeah, pulling the pin. That's right. Yeah, it's it's bad. Depending on where I'm at, it gets pretty bad out there. All right. So uh, that's that's driving on highways. <laughs> people, be safe. Use your turn signals. Be courteous to people. We are in yeah, you know just, machines just, here. Be conscious of everybody around you. That's all I'm be asking. Be aware. Be aware of your reality. Pay attention right. to what you're doing. Your phone and uh, your donuts are not. We are. Important. We are all connected. Yeah, that's uh, that is true. Well, what is connected is this look of this car to a classic car we have talked about before, which is the uh, Ferrari F40. That is immediately what I thought this was. I said, "Did the French just copy and paste this, and then they did not paint it red?" I, I, this is what it looks like to me. Uh, so we're talking about a car that oh, there is actually a red version of this the, the car that john called out because uh, i said i want to do an episode on french cars we did american last week i want to do a, a, a european car and talked about we've talked about germans at length the british at length obviously we talked about the italians at length so let's let's talk about the french he throws this car out here <laughs> and uh i i've never heard of it uh but apparently venturi themselves are actually in formula e which is pretty cool uh but Let's talk about this Venturi 400 GT. Why is it awesome, John? Why did you pick it? Lenny, you were hyped about it. So what's why is this car so cool? So look, this is uh, this is a 
I'm just going to come out and say it. I know about this car because when I was a wee lad, I played Gran Turismo. That's why I know this car. It's in okay. GT2, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, GT2 had so many weird, like none of the other GTs have had as many goofy off the wall concept cars, random one-off brands. Like GT2 is a really good encyclopedia of automotive weirdness. If you want to go back to Gran Turismo 2, they, they really put a catalog in that game. And GT3 had significantly fewer cars. Um, anyway, uh, I, you know, scoured books and internet and whatever over time and, like, kind of followed this car manufacturer. So they've always had a soft place. Admittedly, this is, like, a relaxed fit episode, and this is a weird car manufacturer that does not have a storied history like the greats and most of the stuff we talk about. Uh, I just figured it'd be fun for the holidays to talk about something goofy. Um, Yeah. Our families. Yeah. Their iconic cars, the 400 GT, like you mentioned, which definitely looks like a Dollar Tree Ferrari F40. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, if you look at the spec list on it, it kind of is a Dollar Tree Ferrari F40. Um, pretty, Yeah. I mean, it's pretty nice, though, that oh, spec it's, list. it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Run, uh, run me through the what's, – what's the, what's the brake horsepower on this thing? So the, the 400 GT makes 400 – um yeah it's what a concept wow yeah. bazinga bazinga Whoa. um which and it was released in uh what was it 91 early yes. 90s so look if you think about this uh in 1991 the 400 gt 95, 95 to 97 yes specifically 95 97 for the 400 gt um, variant the if you th- if you think about this like that's a pretty impressive number for that time frame. The Ferrari 355 made, uh, what was it, like 380, I think? 375? Some, somewhere and, around there, yeah. Yeah, and that came out that came out in 94 was when it started. Um, so around the same time, Venturi has a little bit more power. It compared pretty favorably, you know, with the exotics and the sports cars at the time. It was pretty stupid quick. Uh, it was actually the first production automobile to have carbon ceramic brakes. Yeah. Standard. That. Standard. Standard equipment. Carbon Hope ceramic. you have the money to replace those. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're talking about the 400 GT. Before we get ahead of ourselves, like Venturi itself, they started life as a company called MVS. And they just wanted – they were like – it was the post-70s kind of boom. You know, there's a lot of good stuff happening in Cardam in – the 80s basically everywhere but america um <laughs> um very true yeah. america was going through a, a sort of dark age at that time yeah well if you look around that the respect. world yeah if you look around the world you see a lot of these one-off kind of exotic or boutique or supercars and stuff came around in the 80s like the f40 that we always talk about that was considered the first the, like the world's first hypercar um the gambellas of the world yeah uh hell vector was an american manufacturer that came up in this time same idea uh bugatti and the eb110 that was kind of the revival of bugatti was this period so there's actually a fair bit of like economic prosperity in europe and there were no france had a bunch of weird kind of cool stuff that was based on econo shit boxes but well, bugatti's french right Bugatti was originally French, yes. 
Um, Bugatti is French, yes. Still are. Well, they have. They still are. They're. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I mean, uh, who, who they're owned by, you know, the, the manufacturers, the parts, the names on the parts, you know. If you look in, in essence, they're still French. If you look into the DNA of Bugatti, there's a lot of Italy there. Um, okay. But they are, at their core, a French car company. That's true. Um, okay. But. But anyway, like I think the EB110, I think that came out around the time Venturi was on the scene. Um, so like it's in development at the same time, but at the time there's no French performance car manufacturer. And a couple of guys, uh, Claude Poulard and Gerard Godfoy, uh, wanted the to two make... two engineers! That's right. Um, wanted to make a French, uh, you know, Luxo exotic sports car company. And uh, they debuted this really sexy concept with a Volkswagen GTI motor. So re relatively humble. <laughs> um, but the world lost their mind. They thought it was gorgeous. And there's a lot of support, you know. And um, so they went forward with it. And I think th their original cars just had like number designations. Um, what was it, like the 210? 260, I think, was the first. Um, yeah, I think they all denoted like a either horsepower displacement. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they started putting the venerable, if hated, uh, PRV V6, which stands for Peugeot, Renault, Volvo. There's like a tripartite agreement with these European manufacturers to make this V6. This is a really, I wanted to talk about this engine because it's a really interesting engine design because okay. it was conceived of in the 70s. So this is one of the most, this is one of the most ubiquitous engines in cardam at for a time Ooh. like the prv v6 oh. was in all kinds of shit including the delorean um, which is a garbo car garbo car super garbo car and the engine it's not good yeah uh, <laughs> 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 for the record it's not super good um so it's a single overhead cam it was originally supposed to be a v8 when they conceived of it in the 70s it was going to be a v8 which is why it has a 90-degree cylinder bank angle, because that's what V8s have. Okay, okay. Um, they decided, like, midway through development, eh, shit, guys, we cannot afford a V8. Uh, <laughs> it is too heavy, and it eats too many croissants. Um, Jeez. So they decided the market... Not enough baguettes! Yeah, yeah, they decided the Italian's the coming after the French right now. Look out, folks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, they decided it that the market didn't really wouldn't really sustain a V8 because um, there was like this uptick in like economy and oil prices and miles per gallon emissions blah blah blah. So instead of redesigning the engine, they were like, "We're too far in this shit." They just lopped two cylinders off, kept the ninety degree cylinder angle, and that makes without getting too <laughs> deep into it, V6s are normally a sixty degree angle because that allows the arrangement of the crank pins which is the crank a crank pin is what you're connecting rods like your pistons attached to and you have to have these pins at certain angles relative to each other to because the way the engine's spinning there's always like one cylinder on a power pulse and there's another cylinder going up and you know what i mean and so basically what, it makes the whole right. thing uneven well what you want to have is you want to have at least one cylinder on a power pulse at all times throughout the rotation of the engine otherwise it runs funny Right, so if you have okay. what it's called dead space, 
in the rotation cycle. And so at 90 degrees, it's very difficult to achieve that with a V6. It's very easy to achieve that with a V8. Um, mm-hmm. So it had a, they had to do, I, I think they did split crank pins where like each, so like none of the, none of the cylinders, none of the, none of the pistons shared a crank journal. Yeah, they're um, shorter. Well, it's just, it's just an individual one for each piston. And um, it just made the engine have a funny firing order. It's rough. It kind of sounds like a vacuum cleaner. Um, it doesn't like to rev super high. That's kind of the, that's kind of what happened. But it makes good power at that power band. Well, 402 horsepower well, at 6,000 RPM hold on, uh, hold on, for hold the 400 GT hold version. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That was the early cars. And so by the time the 400 GT came out, PSA, which was, it, that's, you know, like, like Volkswagen's called the VAG, Volkswagen AG, or Volkswagen Auto Group, essentially. Auto Group, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's actually AG, but that's German. It basically means Auto Group. Brie listens to us. She's going to make, make fun. Potato, potato, um, agave, yeah. agave. Volkswagen agave. Um, <laughs> Volkswagen agave. Love it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um <laughs> So PSA is the name of the conglomerate of Citroen and uh, Peugeot. So, so they got together, made a new engine called the PSA V6, and that is a three-liter dual overhead cam, 60-degree cylinder angle, proper. Um, and that's what they put in the 400 GT. And so that's why that engine rocks. Because it sounds dramatically better, it revs better, it makes more power, it's more reliable. Um, I just wanted to call out how much of a piece of crap PRV was, mainly because I want to throw shade on the DeLorean, because as y'all know, if you listen to us, I don't like the DeLorean. (laughs) uh, Nobody uh, should. I'm absolutely going to scrap the DeLorean episode that I have uh, in my notebook then. Yeah, thanks for lighting that on fire. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to go there. That's what that car is. Um, but yeah, fire, fire. no, the PSA V6 is, it's a good engine. It's a real good engine. It makes good power. It sounds pretty neat. V6s don't normally sound very good. This sounds pretty good. And talking then, about the sound on this engine though, it's, it's the twin turbos though. That, like this thing is insane. Yeah. 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 Some what? decent sized turbos on it. Hell yeah. T, T2, T25 turbos, twin, two of them. Yeah. I don't know. And like, uh, they're, uh, the size like if you balled your fist up twice they'd probably be the size of the turbos pretty good size decent size. i just know listening like, to this yeah, car one over the this other. car wheezes and sputters aggressively <laughs> like the engine sounds pretty cool but like the wheezing and sputtering on this thing and like what i know about turbo lag especially from cars in this era oofa <laughs> I would imagine it would be kind of rough. But it sounds awesome. No, I don't think this would that would have a T twenty five isn't isn't huge. I had uh Yeah, two T twenty fives aren't that they're not that big. They're just a, a good size. So I had a, a single T twenty five on my old Miata and uh you know, I made like two hundred at the wheels with it, and that thing would spool when I farted. Uh it had no turbo lag whatsoever. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think the 400 GT was running at like uh, 0.95 bar. Uh, sorry, 0.95 bar in foot pounds is like it's like 14 psi. Maybe. Yeah, yeah it's like 14, 15 psi. Now, for uh, one bar is 14.7, so it's roughly 14 psi. 
So I mean, that, that's like a 400 horsepower at, at that's a, that nah, it's, boost. It's, it's, it's a pretty, very, it's pretty decent. It's a healthy spec. It's uh, you know, it's a decent amount of boost for the time. It's um, the one I think the one Achilles heel of that car would be the Renault. Uh, five-speed transaxle, which anybody that's into Lotus Esprit's know they like to blow up if you look at them wrong. But, I mean, Lotus put that transmission behind a twin-turbo V8 that made, like, the same horsepower as this Venturi. And this Venturi had less displacement, so that's kind of neat. Um, but, it, you know, the other cool thing about the Venturi's is that as they're, they're getting kind of rare, but they're, uh, like, most of the parts on it, because of the type of engine that it had... It, like if you somehow snagged one of these bad boys, you could keep it running. Mm. Well, that's good to know. I mean, because it was a gentleman's club for this for a while too, right? I mean, that was what this was designed for, uh, which I found pretty cool. The gentleman's uh, gentleman's drivers trophy yeah, so series. Basically, so one, make, just one make series, one make series off of it, which is really kind of cool. So you've got like. They even did places like 24 Hours of Le Mans, the 1,000 Kilometers of Paris, yep. 4 Hours of Spa. 4 Hours of Spa, yeah. Yeah, and I saw a lot of recent videos of this thing cooking around Spa, uh, which is neat. So, yeah, if you wanted to pick one of these up, you could maintain it, I guess, is what you're saying, John. Even with the, the carbon brakes then, you could pretty much replace well, most of that stuff. What I'm saying is that like the engine is a a mass-produced European engine, so it might be a little tricky to get parts here, but like they made parts for this. And, you know, this engine was in, maybe not with the turbos and some of the whiz-bang parts, but the base engine was in the equivalent of a, a Toyota Camry. You know what I mean? Just made by... Oh, wow. Just made by, like, Peugeot or Citroën. Um, but it, that, you know what I mean? That's the level of car that had this engine. Um, gotcha. And so... Did you also LS swap this as well? <laughs> I mean, you can LS swap anything. <laughs> um, just, you know... I don't know why you would. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, you can LS swap everything. I I don't know. Something like this, I kind of feel like you should keep it a little bit truer to the spirit of the originale. Although putting something closer to a real F40 engine in your Dollar Tree F40, I don't know. That that that, <laughs> that speaks to me a little bit. That's goofy, that, but I mean, I could see it working. That does speak to me a little bit. Um. I, I loved the one make race and the and the, the fact that they called it the Gentleman's Drivers Trophy Trophy Series. It's pretty good. Yeah, it seems so, kind of British. Super French, actually. I feel. Well, yeah, but, I guess they did start all racing. Hmm. Well, so Venturi's Venturi wanted to be like a Ferrari company. They got into it to race, and they started their own one make race series. That Gentleman Driver thing and. A gentleman driver is like a tradition where like a rich guy will pay his way onto a team that already has mechanics and a car and stuff. And there have actually Mazespin? been some kind of now. I mean, Mazaspin <laughs> is a gentleman driver in F1. That's true. He's not a good one, but he is one. Um, but uh, yeah, they had some Le Mans entries. They had some really surprising results at uh, what was called the BP. B. PR BPR. Whew, ah, it's an old. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's around anymore, but it was an old uh, sports car racing series. Um, you know, it was like tangential to FIA, um, and they like upset some Ferraris and stuff there. And, and they they actually got 
kind of built a name for themselves. But um, as the old adage goes, if you want to make a small fortune racing, start with a large one. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, they declared bankruptcy around, I believe it was 2001. Um, okay. They, they, I think they cited reasons as overinvestment in racing. Uh, AKA my life. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> uh, the death of all of us. Yeah. In the end. Um, and they were bought by a guy in Monaco. And just the one guy. That's how bad they were up. Yeah. The no, one guy in Monaco. I mean, everybody in Monaco is rich. You ever been to Monaco? Um, yeah, I'm on a gas people. It's pretty, eh? it's pretty rich. Because they're, they're in Formula E now. And uh, Mr. Well, Mr. Palpatine himself, Total Wolf's wife, is actually. Uh, Where did you get that from? Bernie Eckstein is Eckelstein is de- definitely no Palpatine uh, more Palpatine than no Total Wolf. Is, not to get Lulu, off the not to get Lulu off the Lulu is Darth here. Vader. Lulu is Darth Vader. No, don't give him that title. Don't, Toto is don't. Palpatine because that makes that makes Max Verstappen Obi Wan Kenobi, who is the best character in Star Wars. Dude, Max you got it all jacked up. Like, what? Not Obi-Wan Where are your Kenobi? priorities? Is, is Christian Horner Obi-Wan Kenobi? And no, then... Sebastian Vettel's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, yeah, okay. like, even I knew that. Like, that's, that's a no-brainer, dude. Come like, okay, so what, what is what is Max Verstappen then in the Star Wars? Uh, I don't know. I mean, He's... to you, it's Luke Skywalker, right? Duh. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna give Lulu the title of Darth Vader, obviously since the events of of just a few weeks ago, he's got to okay. be Luke Skywalker. Okay. So, I mean, it was... I mean, angsty. Remember, remember angsty, how he titled young uh, angsty bitch that complains back. a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I mean, that, that's very fitting, John. Good, oh, good connection. Man. Anyway, yes. Yeah. So um, Venturi never went away. They uh, when they got bought by this Monaco guy, they became a uh they like fully shifted gears into electric cars in the early 2000s uh they they were the first f1 team or fe team sorry my apologies yeah but that was even later they made the first production electric i don't know if it was the first production car but it was the first production sports car uh the fetish or i don't know if it's fetish because it's french but uh the um, fisher no 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 it's, it's called the so, fetish Oh, it's just fetish. Literally. Like I said, it's French, so it might be fetish, fe- fetish or something. But Fetish, okay. Um, I think I like the where, former. Where are your we'll go with fetish. John, you've got German friends, Italian friends. Where are your French friends? I don't have any French friends because French people <laughs> hate everyone. Uh, <laughs> they're very loving loving people uh, from experience. So, you know, I'll, 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 I'll reach out to my French persons. We'll, there you go. We'll get ch- chatting. Perfect. <laughs> um, before, before. Wow. Not. I'm gonna let you finish, John. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit me. <laughs> I just, I just gotta. I'm just reading this here on my other screen. Uh, that Venturi, the people, the customers that had bought the 400 GT uh, when the racing series was done, uh, Venturi actually gave them the option to con- to convert some of those race cars into road going cars. Uh, you know, for a, a very small fortune fee, of course. But out of all the 400 GTs that were ever made, I think uh, says like 23 or 28 of them were street converted. So there's a few out there. Bro, how dope would that have been to have campaigned a 400 GT in the 90s 
and then taken that deal and swapped your ex race car into a road car that you now love and cherish. Mm. Right. Like, and, and from my understanding, like they didn't have to do much in sort in terms of detuning. It was more like add door cards. It was more like safety regulatory things than taking out power or capabilities. So like, that's basically race car on the street. That's the stuff dreams are made of right there. That right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but they, no, they went whole hog into, um, electric cars and, um, you know, they had this fetish, fetish, feet stuff, whatever. Uh, yeah. And, That's early, too. This is yeah, yeah. unveiled in 2002 and sold for the first time in 2004 in the Japanese market. Only 25 are made. Yeah, uh, must have a thing for 25. Launched, uh, the new version launched in 2010. But, yeah, it is the first electric sports car. Eat your heart out, Tesla. Yeah, but they've done a lot in recent years now. Like you mentioned, um formula e they're heavily involved in that they have a team i think it's called rocket racing um that's yeah who they're sponsored by currently yep yeah uh they currently hold the land speed record for an electric vehicle with one of their cars oh sick and they hold the land speed record for an electric motorcycle which is piloted by max biaggi which if you're a motorcycle guy that is the guy that had the very famous rivalry with Valentino Rossi back in the uh, Valentino Rossi being the greatest motorcyclist of all time. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's not even my opinion. Yeah, it's not even my opinion. That's just true. That's truth. Um, that's just truth. But Biaggi and Rossi had a really spirited rivalry during the 500cc two-stroke MotoGP days, and then Biaggi, you know lost that rivalry um ultimately and then dropped out of MotoGP and then became a very successful world superbike racer with Aprilia and uh now pilots the fastest world's fastest electric motorcycle for Venturi. Wow. That is cool. Small world. Pretty cool. John it's made it about two worlds two world two wheels somehow, John. Two wheels somehow. <laughs> hey man, I gotta I gotta bring it back for the shortage, you know? <laughs> So that's, I mean, that's pretty cool that you have this, it's very innovative, cutting edge, small market sort of stuff, which it sounds like the Venturi 400 was, um, pretty sick car. I, I think it's overall, I please go check out the engine sounds on this. I have, I love engine sounds and this one just wheezes and, and it hits and bites in a way that I've never heard any other car do. Um, because there are, there's a lot of twin turbo cars, I guess, out there. But this, for whatever reason, this particular this particular setup just has an aura and like this vibe to it. Maybe it's because it's a Dollar Tree F40. I don't know. Uh, it looks good. It pulls it, looks it pulls great. it off. Pulls it off. It really does. I mean, you can let us know. Uh, we'll post stuff on our Twitter at uh, zero lift podcast dot eth. Uh, That's right. Also on Instagram uh, to have a conversation. So you let us know what you think about this car. So, Lenny, you've dropped the ball because John nailed it with the uh, hint at the beginning. So, what do you? I didn't drop anything. Like I had a good car. I didn't drop the ball. John <laughs> just was really good. At it. Don't don't discredit me. Okay. Got okay. That, got well, that I'm, not, I'm not trying baby. to give. Yeah, sorry, how do good. I give John credit but not discredit you at the same time? That's that's you, yeah, that's you could say something like I don't know. Listen, Lenny, we understand that you had the the car picked out and John 
nailed it. But, you know, what else you got for us? All right. Lenny, you nailed it. John, you nailed it. Let's go. <laughs> what are we playing? All right. Uh, we're playing uh, What I Wish I Was Driving. John, take it away with the rules, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I Wish I Was Driving. It's our version of Car 20 Questions in this game. One of us picks a car, and the other two have 20 yes or no questions to guess what the car is. If you guess the wrong car, you only get one guess in the car. If you guess the wrong car, you lose. And then otherwise, you have your yes or no questions to figure it out. Um, I think that's it in a nutshell. I don't know why I said I'm like I was going to yep. say something else. <laughs> so, uh, and I will say that because John is playing and I got the car, um, he's definitely going to try to ask a multiple, multiple choice question. So I'm just going to say that one multiple choice question is allowed. That's it. You guys that's are after, such pandas. That's after question number 10. After question, after question number, number 10. 10. Oh, yes. my God. All right, whatever. Um, all right. Lights out. Ryan, start it. Uh, wait, did we get a new hint for this one, or are you just going to Nope, go no hint. Oh, Blind. No, he's, he's mad. Blind. He is mad. All right, is this a Japanese car? Nope. Japanese, no. Is this European? Sort of. Oh, jeez. The F? All right. That's not... Uh, we don't take sorters. Come on. Uh, its manufacturer is European. All right. Lenny, was this one of those cars that used, like, the coach work by one company and, like, the engine from someone else? No. Okay. Uh, like, a, for instance, like a De Tommaso Pantera had a Ford V8 in it but it's an Italian car. That's that's what I meant by that question. Uh, yeah, I understood. Um, but you made, me second, you made me second get my guess. Made me second guess myself. Uh, so one second. I'm not the only one that goes to Wiki, folks, when in the holder of the truth and knowledge of the car. There's a bunch of these cars, especially like in the 70s, where they had American engines and European cars. Nope. Okay. The answer to that question is no. Copy. Uh, sort of European. All right. Manufactured by a European. Yeah. Is it sort of American? Yes. Okay. So it's a Euro-American. I was going to say, that's probably one of the most common mixes. Right. But I don't know how it's not one of the cars I just talked about, like a Pantera. But Lenny knows what a Pantera is and he understands the question. So he's not leading me astray here. Um, mm -hmm. Sure enough, no red herring there. Fack. Uh, is this car naturally aspirated? Uh, yes. Is this car able to drive? No. Oh, why'd you why say it? Pause? Why'd you say it like that? Yeah, why'd you say it like that? Why'd you say it like why that? Would you, Lenny? Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> why'd you say it like that, Lenny? Uh, just cause. Okay. That's what you get. That's what you get with me right now, Lenny. Was this car's? <laughs> John's got palm on forehead right now. <laughs> Was this car's production debut prior to 1990? Mm, no. So the first time this car was sold was after 1990. 
Yes. Okay. And I want to uh, just double back and sort of renege on your question um, oh. about whether it's naturally naturally aspirated or not. Oh, um, <laughs> what? What? It had multiple engines. Oh. And I'll be nice. They were naturally aspirated turbo, and there was a turbo diesel. Hold on. We have a policy in this what? game. Hold on. We have a policy in this game that the car in mind is always the top shelf version. And is it generational, or are you making this pick generational? We did this does mind. not have a top shelf version. What are you talking about, bro? It's, so it's just the model. Bro, it's he's, just, picking it's just, he's picking a truck. Is, it's a truck. He's got to be a truck. It's a, it's a lorry. It's a, I'm giving you a lot of it's, not yes or no answers right now. So. I understand that. You know what? But So this is a, a lorry manufactured in Europe, but it's with an American company. I'm not going to get this, man. I don't know trucks that well. I, I don't know trucks that well. What else would be turbo diesel All besides right. a truck? After 1990, I said one of the. It had a turbo diesel version. What else has turbo diesel besides trucks? Is this some... European. <clears throat> kind what, of. Uh, what number, what Wait, number hold you... on, because diesel was a whole thing in the early 2000s. Hold on. They were trying to use that as a uh, eco-friendly way hold of doing on. things. Hold it's, it's not Japanese. It's kind of American. It's kind of European. It's got to be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't they do diesel? It's like They were trying to use diesel in, in main production cars before EV was a thing. They were doing diesel as a thing. Isn't that, And now they're doing hydrogen because EV is sort of a thing. It Wasn't that a thing? Diesel was in cars besides... Oh, yeah. You oh, guys are on. never going to get this. I totally screwed y'all. Diesel, diesel has always... First Why of all, did you screw us, John? Diesel's <laughs> always <laughs> been a thing. Shut. Diesel's always been a thing, and especially in Europe. Okay. okay. Uh, this has got to be... So hold on. Man. This has got to be some kind of... I, it's got to be some kind of Land Rover with, like, the Ford engines or something we should just remove the 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 multi-question cap just go nuts john this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> because he's reneged and said we will drive in a weird way well, yeah yeah no <laughs> this is a to, be, to be fair like i was i was reading and i didn't know that it had a turbo diesel version oh, or a turbo geez. version for that part to um, be fair so you, like pick this, you pick this through the episode that's fair okay yeah uh <laughs> but Golly. boy did i pick one out of my mind palace because okay so hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on no i'm gonna bring us back home all right all right was this car is this car produced by land rover land rover jaguar out car no that you know whatever the fuck that company is no. that changes names no so it's not no. a land rover okay What number are you guys on? I kind of lost track. That nine. was that was nine. question eight that I just asked. We're on so nine. Eight, okay. Uh, okay. So so hold on, because I'm the dumb guy in the room here when it comes to this. When you say it's manufactured by your company, Euro company, does that mean the badge on the car is going to be a European badge? Not necessarily, and not necessarily in this case. But yes, it does have it. It did have its badge by its original manufacturer. Okay, well so it's others. it's not it's not a it's not a Honda NSX sort of accurate no. NSX situation. It'll be whatever the Euro company is is what it's called regardless. Right? No. For the love. 
uh, Lenny. Is... Uh, well, okay. So, so the manu the model. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Hold on. Is this some form of trucker SUV? No. What? <laughs> John's eyes for our viewers. Like we're we're in a this video chat out in Discord, and John. So we can all see each other, and John's eyes just got the size of a be a June bug. It's amazing. John is confused. <laughs> and Lenny, so thrown off. There's thank you for causing pain no, this way. It's quite entertaining to watch. There's no car. <laughs> He's looking his hair up now. This is amazing. What's left? Oh! There's no cars <laughs> that don't have like a peak model, bro. The only time you have like a flat <laughs> model oh, hierarchy is in trucks. Oh, Lenny, no? you, Lenny, you're ending the year literally. <laughs> Stumping John. <laughs> Cars have a flagship model. You're right. Trucks, this one does not. We're gonna find out what this is, and I'm gonna. It's declare, an enigma. I'm gonna declare all the shenanigans. I'm okay, ready. On. I'm preparing should my we, legal. Defense. Should we narrow it down to a country at least, John? Will that help if we narrow it to a country in Europe that manufactures this? I mean, I guess, but you. it's sort of American too. Why are you shaking side to side, Lenny? How? What in the? You did something sketchy. I will say, I will give you guys a hint for question this, number 10. Some it. Uh, <laughs> this car was sold across more than one market, across more than one European market. They all, it all, it bared the same model name. It did not bear the same brand name or manufacturer name necessarily in different countries. That's a huge hint. John's gonna is, go crazy. And this is We're gonna have to put of, John in the psych of, work. This isn't some sort of World War II car nonsense. No, no, no. That was post nineteen ninety. That's what post I'm saying. Nineteen ninety. What's happening here? He's got You're trolling us some... somehow. You're trolling us somehow. This car is a huge troll. Is this like a Tatra or something? How are we supposed to narrow this down more than you? You? you it's Euro and American. It has different names in different places. I'll give you. Oh, okay. So the main, the main <laughs> manufacturer. You guys have to at least get the country. There, it has one main manufacturer. We'll, we'll say that. If if it Germany. was a tree, yes. Okay. Good lord. I'll take that as question number ten. You're welcome. Jesus. Wait, sorry. What was question number ten? Is it a German manufacturer? And it is yes, which means it's probably fucking Volkswagen. <clears throat> what German manufacturer made a hybrid diesel production thing? <laughs> this is amazing. The John is getting stumped, though. I'm like really. I'm kind of hyped for this. I'm trying to help, but also, <laughs> I, I, I German. I helped because I instinctively yeah. that's what would make sense to me. Uh. What? Man, yeah, <laughs> I didn't think I I didn't think it was gonna stop you guys head, this John, bad. I don't John's know. John's now headbanging his chair. <laughs> I feel bad so, for you. Can I get a I new get, hint? I need to get some popcorn. Um, <laughs> holy crap, bro! You said it had it was NA turbo diesel and what else? It, it it had an NA version, a turbo version, and one turbo diesel version. For fuck's which sake. okay, so for fuck's sake. 
Um, so that makes me think that the chassis is developed in Germany and then the engines are developed elsewhere. Lenny, you're giving me a look. I ain't say shit, bro. Uh-huh. Or <laughs> the engines are German. Um, so it's a German... Okay. Is the How do we near this is the German OEM of this car BMW or Mercedes? No. Not. And you know what? I'll also renege on one more thing. Uh, I'll give you guys more than one uh, multiple choice question oh, okay. here because well, yeah, you know. we already we already said that. Yeah. So, <laughs> are you going to renege on the wheel wheel drive? Is it no, also no, no. drive and four wheel drive? Uh, Front wheel drive. Wait, let's figure out. Hold hey, on, we, we don't know on. where the engine sits, John. We don't know where the engine sits. Hold on. Does this car come from uh, Volkswagen AG, which would include Audi, today Lamborghini, uh, Bugatti at all? No. So what? it's not it's not a VAG car. No. <laughs> it's literally almost all of the German manufacturers. Almost all of them, bought, you're right. Volkswagen's bought like every almost all of them. Is Porsche still part of VAG? No. It is not a Porsche. So. Well, I didn't ask. Who was left? Oh, there's a bunch. He just gave there's us a few. He just gave us it's not Porsche. He gave us a he gave us a freebie. It's not BMW or Merck. It's not VAG, which means it's not Audi. It's not Porsche. It's not Audi. It's not BMW. It's not Porsche. Oh, come on! Who else is in my head? Uh, oh man! Hold on, hold on, hold on! Golly, you are just throwing a troll out at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is what about Opel? Is Opel German? Holy shit! Uh... Is that a question? Or are you asking John? I'm asking John. I'm trying. I okay. sorry. I am trying to go through my GT Sport like manufacturers in my head and also what I was doing in dirt, guys. This is what I'm relying on here is just sim racing. Uh, you know, I... What is Opal's formal name? It's Opal. For question 13, do you want Opal? No, 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 no. Hold on. Opal. It's Opal GmbH, right? Oh, are you trying to push hard for the... Uh, okay. No, I'm kind of ashamed of myself that I don't actually know what com- country Opel came from, but I think it is German. It's German. Is this an Opel? Yes. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yes, I'm nailing it. My sim racing is paying off, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah honestly. <laughs> well done there. Hey, just... Just, just so y'all know, you two can become an auto fanatic by listening to our podcast and playing sim racing because I wouldn't have known who the hell Opal was six months ago. What Opal? Car. I'm really glad I picked this car because I thought John didn't really know a lot about Opals, but here we I are. Don't. I really They're don't. rally cars, though. Dumped They're rally bug. cars. They're not in GT. They're in rally. They're in Dirt 2.0, John. 
Um, the only Opal cars I really know are like the Vectra Wait. and Calibra because they had touring car versions. Who did Opal sell under in America? Uh, Opal. No, it has to be somebody else. There, there weren't. I guarantee you, it's somebody else. There's Hold no way that. Hold on a second. In America, they they had to have aligned with somebody else because just like Honda and the NSX, because like Honda NSX sounds way better than Acura NSX. Hold on a fucking so second. Who does, Hold on a fucking second. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking teamwork. Did you, did you light a fire under John or what? I think so. I'm helping. <laughs> Remember, I'm the car noob, folks. Uh, I could see the I could see the smoke coming Lenny. out of his ears from here. I've helped Lenny. I have helped John. This is <laughs> I'm I'm loving this. I try. I'm like trying to pull it out what I can. Definitely, dra- you're definitely dragging it out. I don't know about pulling it out. I, hey, man. <laughs> joking. I'm joking. I, hold on. Just, hold on. Hold on. You're trying to on. troll us with this. <laughs> oh yes, for sure. <laughs> it's been great. Hold on. I love it. Hold I on. might have to do this game more often. Hold on a fucking second. <sighs> Opal had an agreement <laughs> yes with john's wheels are turning um, he's like revving at twenty thousand rpms right now in his brain so the american american auto manufacturers had and have euro and australian proxy companies that they sell through Two biggest ones are Holden and Vauxhall. You are totally correct, Ooh, sir. He's nailing it. <laughs> yes. You want to continue on that? Don't remember is who Opal was buddied up with. Holden or Vauxhall. Uh <laughs> oh, this is great. Me knowing the answer to this is funny. Have I have I punted him closer to the answer somehow? I yes, don't know. yeah, absolutely. You've okay, definitely perfect. done him a good justice here. Yes. Uh, John, we're on 13 or 14. It got muddy in the tens there, so okay. I think we're on 13 or 14. Hold on. You're on 14. This is this okay. is 14 right here. Was this car did did Holden have anything to do with this car? Yes. Holden did? Yes. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so who's holding uh, Lenny while John's firing on all cylinders over there to the people that don't know, like Wait, me? Holden did. Yes. <laughs> okay, so Ryan, the car. I started to think it might be. Is the Vauxhall Speedster, but if it's a Holden. Which companies are Holden known as in the 90s, 2000s? Or thus, uh, those of us that don't know. Man, I'm going to break your heart so bad, John. Okay, so I don't know who Holden is. Is What is that? Is that Ford, Dodge, GM, um, Holden Monaro. Holden Uh, is, uh, um, 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 I think it's a GM. Pontiac GM? Yeah, yeah, Holden's. Yeah, it was a Pontiac GM partnership. Okay. Yeah. So it's GM. 
because the what was it the Holden GTO was basically a carbon copy to the Pontiac GTO, the last generation. Am That's I, side note, though. Hold on, am I fucking up? Is Vauxhall? Are Vauxhall holding different <clears throat> companies? They might not. They are. Ish. I don't know. Everything gets kind of muddy uh, in this respect. So I might be fucking this up. Are you doing a generational car? Or are you doing? I am not going to make you choose the generation of this car. <sighs> Just the model. Make it real simple for you guys, <laughs> or as simple as it can be, I guess, because it's not simple at all. Anything else? You are the a- configuration of the engine. Oh, where, so that's what? What I'm where is it? Like, is, is this? A, it's got to be. Ask something, Ryan, please. <laughs> John's just stumped. He doesn't even want to take J shot. Wait, what's oh. is? Does this car have its engine in the front? Yes. It's not the Speedster. <laughs> no. No, I... I. You're a dick, Lenny. <laughs> Super. This is why you were so iffy on the rear-wheel drive thing. No, it's just because uh, I, I was... You just caught me at a weird moment. All right, and I said it weird. It meant nothing. Okay, just leave it at that. All right, so it's a front engine rear wheel drive. No, I said front wheel drive. Oh, so he it's said not re- rear. Wheel well, drive. he said rear wheel drive. No. Yes. Okay. Uh, damn it. Which that I gave you another free one. You're welcome. So, but that would so have it's gotten a front, front. That would have gotten rid of the speedster off the jump. So it's an FF. Yes. Oh, I don't give a shit about any of these cars, man. Like, uh... <laughs> is this just like, is this a shit box? Is that what this is? Is this like some sort of suburban shit? No, box? that's the question. Yeah, ask that. Is this a shit box? <laughs> is, this, is this a yes. car I would buy if I lived in suburbia? Yeah, this is yes. a shit box. Okay. As long as we clear no, that. No, but up. there's a difference between a shit box and like. It could have. <laughs> he just yeah. answered that it was suburbia. A um. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Too tough. Right. Okay. Hold on. Take, hold, on, on, hold, on hold on. No, hold it's on, too tough. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Is this um? Was this shit box ever modified for touring car racing? One second. I highly doubt it. Look, if you go back to your Gran Turismo two days, uh, there was an Opel Calibra in that game that was modified for touring car racing and it had no, a, he's trolling us it had he's, a no. gnarly like 12,000 rpm somebody in. in suburbia own that car okay uh it did a very small stint in dtm uh the car also won the nuremberg the 2000 the 24 hours at nuremberg in 2003 Okay, so wait a second. So this car, 2003 was relevant. So when did this car stop being relevant? That's what I have in mind. I, the only Opal, like, front engine kind of shit box. I have no idea if it had a diesel in it. 
Well, it, it, if it was American. <clears throat> do we, do we don't even know if it's a V4 or V6, or does that even matter at this point? Well, apparently there's three engines, so what's the point? Yeah, okay. Probably got a V4 and a V6 and a V8. Fuck it. I mean, you guys. Oh, you. All right, you guys go. Can we throw the towel here? Like, you guys are never going to get this. I think. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm out. <laughs> okay. I think. I think I have it through my Wikipedia shit. But okay. Well, shoot. Shoot the J. What is it? Okay. Get the, give started, it your one shot. I, start, I started going wiki. All right, I'm gonna one shot this. Is this the Opal insignia? No. Damn it. This. All right. This is the Opal Astra, also Opal known Astra. As, as also known in the UK as the Voxel Astra, also known oh, in China as the Buick man. Verano, also known in Australia as the Holden Astra, also wow. known in Brazil as the Chevy Astra. Wow. So this car got around. It was wow. everywhere. The Astra. And it was originally released in 91. Yeah, originally originally made and released in '91. What a uh, it was made by Holden. This car, um, this guy is a then African traded or '94, '95. This is trade, this traded around. It is, is a worldwide ship box. This is literally why a worldwide ship. Would you? You would not this? find this in suburbia. This you would find this in suburbia if you no. look down because it's still being produced. Uh, the 2001 not an American 2021. This is well, not you didn't American. ask American suburbia. No. Listen. Why would you pick <laughs> this? They didn't make a Lenny cool wanted, because, version of this car. They never made a cool version of this car. Because Lenny was trolling us because you just had to open your mouth and guess and you dropped nukes and what? Lenny said, screw you, return fire and just trolled you hardcore. You just battleship your ass, dude. You know, you know. <laughs> Smoked you know, your navy, bro. Respect. You know, respect, dude. You know, That's amazing. You know what I wanted to do when we started this show? You know what I wanted to do? I wanted to make you guys guess a Saab Sonnet V4, but I didn't do that because that would be too hard. Uh, I wanted to well, pick the Saab Sonnet V4, but I didn't do that because I'm a nice effing guy. Folks, if we wanted anything... Yeah, but you also... Yeah, I also didn't nail your car on the hint with a vague. Like I, my hint was super vague. You hit it on the head. Why am I Fuck a victim? You. Why am I a victim of my own success? Look, look, look. Here's what I'm saying. All I know is in 2022, the gloves are coming you, off. For what I wish I was driving, apparently, and we're just gonna name oh, yeah. shit boxes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Oh yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No. Listen, no. this car Why has global what? significance. Shut. The Tell me, it doesn't. Hey, Lenny, I'm, I'm I need not you to saying. write an essay on the Opal Astra, and we're gonna have a whole episode on why this car has global significance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm about to take you. I'm about to take son. you boys. <laughs> I'm about to take you boys on a journey. There's gonna be air cooled Tatra V8s, and, and granted, this this has got a pretty extensive Wikipedia. It's got a much larger Wikipedia than the car we just talked about tonight. So, yeah, because Kobe, they like, sold fifty six million. They sold yeah. 50 million copies to people that eat potatoes. Who cares? This like, is a, what? a global significance card. Don't diss on the Irish, you Italian. I'm not talking about I'm Irish. I'm talking about poor people. <laughs> like, yeah, but this is a card that you would take through Africa. This is a card that's in the Australian outback. This is a card that you would take through the Brazilian favelas and not. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. okay. So, so think about where I picked it up from. It's great. Yeah. Thank you for your heritage. You're welcome. Wonderful global, global travel experience. I'm ashamed. I've seen this car everywhere in Europe, in Asia as well, 
It's South like a America, $5,000 piece of shoe that probably runs forever. It's great. And yep. there's parts for days. Why not? Yep. Well, guys, that's that, yeah, yep. that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I'm dead. John Thank got you. trolled. Thank you. I got trolled. Good job, Lenny. That is the last what I uh, wish I was driving of 2021. 2022 is apparently going to be gloves off. And that has been the last episode for this year for uh, Zero Lift. You can check us out on our Twitter at uh, zeroliftpodcast.eth or Instagram zeroliftpodcast.eth. Is that correct, Lenny? Yeah, it was. And I just want to shout out to all our new listeners from Twitter and uh, my NFT fam, PA. Uh, we are the night. I have no Absolutely. idea what any of that means, but sure. I'm, I'm following somewhat <laughs> enough that Lenny's taking the lead on it. I'm just doing uh, don't you know four four into six right sort of stuff. I'm just co-driving on Twitter. Let him take that handle and that charge, and I appreciate that. Uh, so you can hit us up on Twitter, DM us. Uh, you can also, if you really want to write us something about how uh, we need to do better or improve or anything you like, you can also send us an email at zero podcast at gmail dot com. That is not eth yet. Um, or if you just want to, that's a thing. If you just want to tell me I have a sexy voice, you can do I, that. Too. I can make it a thing. It, it just might cost me a little bit in Ethereum that's gas. Fair. Yeah, there you go. It's all gas. It's all there, there's 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 the shout out to those. It's gas, yeah. folks. It's gas, folks. It makes me think of Starcraft. Like right. this being gas. Nope. I'm, Straight I'm, up. I'm I'm pulling the plug. We got we got to end this, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, that has been the last episode of 2020, y'all. We'll see you next year. Happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We go into the track in 2022. Talk to y'all later. For sure, for sure. For sure, for sure.